Hey, it's Jamisha, and thank you for listening to the You Look Okay To Me podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about that diagnosis stage. So if you're dealing with that right now, I would especially suggest you listen on. The diagnosis stage is one of the hardest parts about dealing with a chronic illness, especially when you have no answers. There's no magic pill that's going to make you feel better, so this podcast probably isn't that, but I hope that it could offer you some tips as to how to manage this process. So I guess over the last couple of weeks I've been talking a lot about diagnosis and I'm not exactly sure why. I'm not really in the middle of an investigation yet for a certain condition but I guess it's such a frustrating and annoying phase to be in that it's always worth talking about. But I realised that I had not released a video talking about my personal tips for getting diagnosed. For some reason I thought I'd already done it but I haven't so here we are in this video. So here are my personal tips that helped me through the diagnosis stage and hopefully they can help you. These are my personal tips as I said before, they are not concrete advice, it's not like written down somewhere in a medical journal, I'm not a doctor. These are just things that I found to be helpful for me and I I would hope that they will be helpful to you. The first tip that I would give to anyone, which is quite a controversial one actually, is to do research, or as I like to call, do smart research, which is a really fancy way of wrapping up saying Google, or I mean, it doesn't have to be Google, it could be Bing or DuckDuckGo, I don't know. Research how you're feeling. Now, it's quite controversial because a lot of doctors do not like this. They actively encourage people to not Google their symptoms because there are some people that will Google and then think they're dying the next day because they found the worst possible case. But I'm not saying to diagnose yourself through Google, I'm just saying to do smart research. Me personally, after Googling my symptoms, I found four I found videos, I found NHS websites and other medical websites that pointed me in the direction of what I was going through and the fact that I may have lupus. I mean, to be honest, my best tips for doing smart research are to kind of have a look around at how you're feeling on Google and make a list of three to four, maybe five conditions that might sound similar and then look at the tests that are needed to diagnose these conditions bring that to your doctor and have an open conversation about how to move forward with what you're feeling. So one of the things I found the most useful, especially when going through the diagnosis process, is writing a pain diary or a symptom diary or whatever you want to call it. It's very, very simple. You could write it handwritten, you could put it on Microsoft Word, you don't need a fancy sort of system. I would literally make an Excel document and I would put the title, day, symptom and pain level. Every day I would write what I was going through. If it was a good day, then I would write it was a good day. If it was a bad day, I would say specifically what I was going through, whether it was joint pain, fatigue, whether it was that I had a cold that day, I would write everything every single day during the diagnosis process. And that way, in between when your appointment has been made and when you're about to see the consultant or the GP, you have a log of symptoms and a log of your experience as a patient during that time. You can now see patterns, you can now see how long you experience a certain symptom. It often makes the appointments way more efficient because at times they're very, very quick and they want to rush you out the door. So having that pain diary and walking through it can make your brain just process the whole experience a lot easier. At least that's what it did for me. So something else that I would suggest would be to bring someone to your appointment. Now that could be anyone that you trust. It could be your friend, your family, mum, dad. Bringing someone along can be really, really helpful, not only for support, but for sometimes listening out for extra information or asking important questions that may have slipped your mind during the appointment. Being a patient in the diagnosis stage is a very overwhelming experience and there's going to be many things that you forget or the doctor is going to be throwing a lot of medical jargon at you or just lots of information and it can become overwhelming. So actually bringing someone else along who's not personally going through the diagnosis experience but has watched you go through it to sit there and listen out and ask questions on your behalf as well can be really helpful. Now this one in particular is optional as a 
are all the tips that I have in this video. Some conditions can be a bit embarrassing to bring someone else along, but if you don't mind, there's no harm in it. Another tip that I would give is get a second opinion or explore your options. A lot of the time in the first instance, perhaps your GP doesn't believe you, or maybe you even get referred to a consultant who is not what you imagined and you don't feel like they're working with you to figure this out, or you just feel like they're not very knowledgeable on what they're talking about. You're entitled to a second opinion. What I find to be quite helpful is perhaps knowing where you potentially could be helped. In my personal experience, when I was trying to get diagnosed with lupus, my hospital didn't really specialize in it. They had some rheumatology but it didn't feel like they knew exactly what they were talking about and then I ended up finding that there is a lupus ward in Guy's Hospital. Now if I didn't research I would never have known that and therefore I particularly wanted to be referred to them because they were specialists in my field. It doesn't actually mean you're always going to get what you want but I think it can help figure out which hospital might be more suited to what you think that you have or to figure out like what's going on with you. And yes the process of going through a second opinion can be frustrating because it sometimes feels like you're repeating the same thing again. Again, but it's worth it if you don't feel like you can trust the first care providers that you had where the diagnosis process wasn't really going very well. I'd say the last one, which is equally as important as the others, but I guess less um, active in the diagnosis stage, is to check in on yourself and look after yourself mentally. This process is tough. It takes a long time for some people. Accumulatively, it took me about three years to actually get a diagnosis. That is a long time, it's frustrating, it feels lonely, you question yourself, you just feel oftentimes during that stage powerless. So it's really important to check in on yourself mentally, talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to anyone that gets it. Make sure you're doing all right because this process can make you want to give up. So check in on yourself and don't give up. The process is hard but it's worth it, it really is worth it in the end. Thank you all so much for watching that video, I really hope you enjoyed it and I hope you got something out of the tips that I gave in this video. Now if you have your own tips, you can leave them in the comments below. If you're watching this video on YouTube and you liked the video, make sure you hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification bells so you can be made aware of whenever I upload a video. Thanks so much for watching and I will see you in the next one.